0: Welcome to the Transform Physiques podcast. I am your host, Coach Steebell. I've spent over a decade in the fitness industry and transformed the physiques and lives of hundreds of individuals. My passion for public speaking and educating others has led me to release this podcast. Over the coming episodes, I will speak about training, nutrition, mindset and anything else encompassing physique development. Stay tuned and let's get started. So welcome back to the Transform Physiques podcast. We are now on episode six, um, and today is a solo cast, and it's gonna be around the topic of biofeedback. Uh, It's a topic that, to be honest, not many people know much about, including coaches. I have had various conversations with multiple coaches that really don't understand biofeedback or the reasons why we potentially use it when coaching clients. Um, So I think this podcast really is gonna be relevant to Coaches who are trying to increase their knowledge around biofeedback and thus gain better transformations with their clients, improve the service that they deliver to the clients and enhance their coaching abilities. As well as people on their own transformation journey who just simply want to understand biofeedback and how they can implement it themselves to increase their own success in physique development. So stay tuned for this full episode I realize biofeedback can be a little bit complex, but as ever, I will break it down to simple to understand terms. And like I say, yeah, stay for the duration, because even if it seems a little bit overwhelming initially, by the end of the podcast, you will understand biofeedback and why we need to track it. And you will also have learned that in a short period of time. I will keep this as short and concise as possible. What is biofeedback? We can, Term it as qualitative and quantitative measures of physiological signs and symptoms. Okay, so all this means is qualitative is feelings, thoughts and views. So are you hungry? Yes, that is a feeling, a thought or a view. Quantitative means a result or like a numerical score. So you stand on the scales and it tells you your body weight. That isn't like a thought or a view, that's a a direct score, that's a result. So more examples of quantitative measures would be things like blood pressure, uh, heart rate variability, resting heart rate, fasted blood glucose, all things that we measure and have a direct answer, so to speak. Qualitative, as I said, is more around feelings, thoughts, and views. So it could be things like, um, are are you stressed? How was your sleep? Um, Did you experience any cravings? Have you got much muscle soreness? How is your perceived recovery? All these different things, the answer is always going to be a thought or a feeling or a viewpoint of you, the individual, or of your client. Okay, so why do we need to track these different biofeedback markers and metrics? So one of the main reasons would be, from a coaching standpoint, from my standpoint, is to identify potential negative health implications that may crop up. So all I mean by this, um, I can give a quite clear example of a client recently, actually. So when we look at fasted blood glucose, okay, that was a quantitative measure of biofeedback that we can take to inform certain decisions. So blood glucose is the amount of glucose in the bloodstream. So we get glucose in the bloodstream from eating carbohydrates in its most basic form. Now, if our blood glucose is elevated. That means potentially that our body isn't dealing with these carbohydrates sufficiently, whether that be the, re- the release of insulin from the beta cells of the pancreas, or whether it's our cells aren't as sensitive to insulin as perhaps what they should be. It could come from excessive carbohydrate, carbohydrate intake or a down regulation of insulin or insulin sensitivity. So if we don't measure fasted blood glucose, how do we know? that our fasted blood glucose readings aren't high. Well, we don't because we can't tell that from stepping on a scale or looking in the mirror. Everything like might look all fine on the surface. But in reality, there could be things going on that we don't necessarily know about, which is when biofeedback comes into play to allow us to have a little bit more of insight into what's going on with our physiology. So in terms of the example I'm going to give, This was a client literally last week. So recording this podcast on Monday, the 6th um, of September, 2021. So last week I asked the client to start tracking his fasted blood glucose. And when he checked in, I had a column for fasted blood glucose and it worked out the weekly average and the weekly average was 6.5. Now this is reasonably high. Uh, We want it to be at least below five, potentially around the four mark. So when I've looked at this, I've saw, okay, fasted blood glucose is too high. The implication to that of running with higher levels of blood glucose is potentially diabetes in the long run. So obviously it's it's necessary to bring that back within range. So from a nutritional standpoint, I reduced the amount of carbohydrates that the um, client was having, increased the amount of fats, so caloric balance remained the same. It was just more contribution from fats than it was from carbohydrates. I then implemented some fasted cardio sessions and also implemented metformin, which is a supplement that can be utilized to enhance insulin sensitivity. I put that in with the last meal. Now, within seven days, blood glucose was right back within range. It was 4.1 as a weekly average. So as you can see by that example. My client looked perfectly fine on the surface, checking pictures were great, body weight's moving up nicely, performance in the gym's great. But if I hadn't have asked for these biofeedback markers, this fasted blood glucose reading, this person could have potentially been running with a high fasted blood glucose reading for a prolonged period of time and eventually d- developed diabetes. So there's a, a real clear example of why we can, how we can use biofeedback to identify potential health implications okay another example would be blood pressure you don't know by looking in the mirror at your physique what your blood pressure is high blood pressure relates to cardiovascular disease all you have to do is track your blood pressure three times a week and give the give the average to know that your blood pressure is good it's fine it's within range if it's not what interventions can we put in to bring it back in range so as you can see by them two quite clear examples of why biofeedback is completely necessary not even for the advanced athlete but for everyone as a coach when I'm coaching clients people come on board with me and depending on the level of tracking that this client has done before I'll implement different types of biofeedback that I require from that client so for the most part it's going to be qualitative I want to know you know Um, How was dietary adherence? Did you experience any cravings? How was your sleep? Did you have any digestive problems? Was there any bloating after certain meals? How's muscle soreness? Is recovery okay? All these things, it's easy for the client to answer because they're feeling it. They're going through it on a daily basis. As the client progresses, and I think, okay, I need to know a little bit more. And if the client is happy to buy into this methodology of tracking extra biofeedback, I'll ask for blood pressure, resting heart rate, fasted blood glucose, body weight is a quantitative measure that I will always track anyway. But these more, what people maybe term advanced um, measures of, of tracking that really aren't that advanced. They're quite basic and allow us to see a huge scope of health of what's going on under just physique photos. So moving on to how this kind of helps from a practical standpoint and how does this play into achieving a better physique? Okay, so we can see it's quite clear how biofeedback can lead to identifying health implications and adjusting that so we stay healthy. But how can we make sure that biofeedback enhances the transformation response? Because let's face it, that's what most people are interested in. So from a practical standpoint, Biofeedback can inform various interventions or strategies that we can implement from a nutrition standpoint, a uh, a nutrition, training, and recovery standpoint, okay? So let's take training as an example. Now, if you're someone whose training is going absolutely fine, you're tracking, um, say you're tracking no biofeedback whatsoever. Training's going fine, you're using a logbook, you're progressing your lifts, motivation to train is really high. You're not tracking these things, but you just know because you're dying to get into the gym. Um, you're feeling strong all the time. Sleep's great, all these things. You're just feeling brilliant. Then all of a sudden, say, say it goes on for four weeks. Then at week five, you just feel like you've been hit by your train. Performance has dropped. You're not sleeping at night. Stress levels have gone through the roof. You can't be bothered to go to the gym. All these things are happening, but you wouldn't have a clue as to why. However, say that same person tracks biofeedback, okay, every day at the end of the day, they just put a little, they they fill out the client check-in form, like I ask my clients, how was sleep, how was hunger, how was your motivation to train, what were stress levels like, did you experience any bloating, and we can identify through these markers, these qualitative biofeedback markers, we can identify why this might have happened. So this client whose performance has declined, his motivation's dropped off, he's struggling sleeping. We might have been tracking biofeedback and we can see there's a slight rise in blood pressure. We can see sleep hours have dropped, which has increased hunger because ghrelin, a hunger hormone, increases due to reduced sleep, which increases the chance of snacking or potentially being off plan, so to speak, highly palatable foods, junk foods, etc., which then reduces the motivation to train which causes a high stress response, and that's the whole issue. So I would know by looking at that, okay, this client needs to adjust his sleep routine because that has initiated a huge cascade of events that's leading to the down regulation of pretty much everything to do with physique development. If I wasn't tracking biofeedback, I wouldn't know that. So it's the same goes for you as you're listening to this podcast. Think to yourself, what metrics can I track from a qualitative and quantitative standpoint, dead basic metrics, really basic that will allow me to see my physique development in a whole new light. It'll allow me to identify new problems, create solutions to them problems and increase the chance of success, whether that's for you or whether it's for a client. Now, let's take it from a nutritional standpoint, what's going on here from from biofeedback. Okay, so. Did you experience any cravings? Yes. Did you adhere to the diet? No. I binge ate and 10,000 calories. Okay, so I can look at that form and I can think, right, okay, so this person has had a huge rise in cravings, which led to reduced adherence to the diet, which led to binge eating. Why has this happened? Then I look across the, um, the various of the feedback markers. I can see that the night before they only had... Uh, three hours sleep and stress levels were 10 out of 10. They've just broke up with their partner. So I can identify by them feedback markers. Well, this is exactly the response. This is why this has happened. And then we can talk through that. How can we reduce stress? How can we increase and re-engage that sleeping pattern? What things can we do from a practical standpoint to increase and improve these biofeedback markers that are playing into a reduction in the transformation progress in physique development. Okay, so you can see there from a and training standpoint, how these things impact and they impact each other. So you have um, a highly stressful day that leads to low sleep, that leads to high hunger, that leads to binge eating, that leads to reduced motivation, which again leads to more stress. And then it starts a big vicious cycle. Blood pressure has gone through the roof, fasted blood glucose readings are high because you're eating loads of junk food. Heart rate variability is decreasing and resting heart rates through the roof and body weight's increasing. There's a bunch of biometric, of biofeedback markers and metrics that are completely skew with because of potentially one thing. So if we're tracking all these things, we can identify which is the problem. If we resolve this, the knock-on effect will be this, 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 and this will come back in range, which will lead to increased physique development. So let's look at it from a recovery capability, recovery strategies. We're seeing all these things go out of sync. We're seeing stress go through the roof. We're seeing a reduction in performance of binge eating, all this is going on. Do we need to implement deloads? Is is the high stress coming from a training standpoint? Do we need to reduce the volume of resistance training? Do we need to cut out cardio? Do we need to reduce the frequency in which we're performing big heavy lifts? Do we need to implement a phase of not training to failure, increasing the RIR, or do we need to implement a diet break? Do we need a week at maintenance calories to reduce diet fatigue, to allow all these biofeedback markers to come back into place to enhance the physique development? Any of these situations, any of these strategies could be implemented, deloads, high days, diet breaks, off the back of seeing biofeedback change, so sometimes as well, we can actually use this as a preventative measure. We see these things coming slightly out of sync. Blood pressure's increasing. Fasted blood glucose is increasing a little bit. Sleep's declining. Performance isn't declining yet, but you know it's not being progressed. When we see these things happening, we can then implement, right? Let's take a deload and a diet break for this week. And we've stopped that overtraining state. We've reached functional overreaching, which is a positive and then we've prevented that overtrained state. We've caused an adaptation, we've reduced volume, and then we can start the process again. Another thing I want to touch on is improving lifestyle habits. So if I'm talking to someone, they say to me, they fill out the initial consultation form, and they say, Steve, my physique goals mean everything to me. I'm willing to put everything into this I want to step on stage in two years time uh, and I want to win a British title just as an extreme example and then that person's saying they only get four hours sleep a night because they go to bed at one in the morning because they've been up playing games then I can say okay so how can we enhance your lifestyle habits or change your lifestyle habits to improve your chance of success in achieving your goals it doesn't even have to be as drastic as I give it could be um you're going on holiday with your partner in 12 weeks time you've come to me because you want a huge transformation in 12 weeks you want to be the best possible shape on that beach and you're willing to give these 12 weeks everything and then you're up till one in the morning playing video games or you're scrolling on instagram or you're messaging your mates and then you're only getting five hours sleep and you're tired the next day and we know what that plays into increased hunger reduced recovery less dietary adherence, more weight gain, no body fat loss, etc., cetera, et cetera, So you can see, as I'm going over this again and again, all these things play into each other. And if we are tracking these biofeedback metrics, we can identify the issues. So from a lifestyle habits, I could say to this person, okay, so I can see that you're going to bed at one in the morning. That's not really optimal for X, Y, and Z reasons. Why don't we implement a bedtime of 11 pm with no screens past 10 pm. May sound drastic, but if you tell me you want to achieve a, ju- a drastic goal, then sometimes that takes drastic measures. And to me personally, that's not actually drastic, it's very reasonable to do that. So that's how we can change a habit, a lifestyle routine to enhance physique development. Maybe you're someone who is extremely stressed, maybe you've got a client who's always extremely stressed what can we do if their biofeedback is always telling us extremely stressed extremely stressed what can we do about that well we design an intervention to prevent that to reduce that so what we would do in this situation maybe we would implement something like meditation the person meditates for 20 minutes before they go to bed to reduce stress to forget the worries of the day to enhance the sleep response maybe deep breathing techniques all these different things maybe a stress ball These things that might sound silly to some people actually play into huge advantages for physique development and really shouldn't be underestimated. So I'm going to conclude that there before I just make this like 10 hours long and really dive into it deeply, but I hope you can see and understand what biofeedback is and why it's important to monitor. Okay, so just as a small recap. We want to track biofeedback to potentially identify health implications. We want to track it so we can inform training, nutritional nutrition and recovery interventions to develop or improve the client transformation, whether it's for your client or for yourself. Biofeedback is literally qualitative and quantitative measures of physiological signs and symptoms, such as sleep. Cravings, stress, blood pressure, body weight, etc. etc. Now, I will make a list of what I deem to be qualitative and quantitative biofeedback that pretty much everyone should be tracking who is serious about physique development. I'll put that in the show notes so you can implement that yourself. If you've got any questions around biofeedback and potentially things you didn't understand, things you want me to go into more of, please don't hesitate to give me a message on Instagram I'll be more than happy to dive into this with you um, and kind of enhance your knowledge on it as you can probably tell by the podcast I'm quite passionate around biofeedback it just delves into things beyond calories in and calories out and transformation pictures it's a it's a whole nother level that we can go to to enhance the transformation and physique development thank you so that is all for today's episode. Thank you for listening along. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at coach underscore Bell, And I shall speak to you all soon.